0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Code
1: of Conduct. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. I took the sword out, the stone wasn't a thing. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a, king. I'm a king. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. Yeah. king. God made me punch in accurate numbers. Yeah. My castle won't crumble. Nah. What I tackle will fumble. Yeah. I've been a leader when they ain't see it, but now my feet up, up, up. According to me, royalty didn't end with King Tut. Nah. Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs. Yeah. Big says, sky is the limit. I look down on the ledge. The I push the bar like I'm opening a cell. Hands in my cookie jar. You won't come out with a single Now I call. need all of mine. The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale. What's a king to a giant? What? Well, Goliath fell. Even yeah. We playing chess, dog. this king can't be checked I make all my moves on the board, I invented my steps uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler, I feel like Mansa Musa, Musa. Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda Corps. Triangle, look at it from my angle I'm a king, the closest things to being one of God's angels Yo. I'm a king Heavy is the head that wears the crown, crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found work. I took the sword out, the stone wasn't a thing Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. king. Look me in my eyes, cause
2: I'm a king. King. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the Code of Conduct with the King podcast. I am your host, Jay Spence the King. And you are listening to this on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast and Podcast Network, presented by Picasso Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day, Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at Picasso Pizza.net. What is it is victory Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. It's victory week after week so we just went through three division rivals back to back to back. And we just switched the fish. And I got my man, the legend, the only Mr. Ruben Brown joining me again. What is going on? The Rube. I told you that's the name now. It's the Rube. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. I told you that uh Ralph Wilson story. Uh it's all love, man. It, it was awesome to see you face to face and you know, get to chop it up a bit. And uh, as always at all the Bills games, it's, it's full of excitement, you know, just to, to get up in the morning and the build up to the game and, and, and just to see everybody's excitement for what could be and the possibilities. And then to actually go through the, through the game and the Bills come out with the win, it just makes uh, the whole experience that much better you know uh because we had an awesome time uh tailgating with all the fans that came over to the mafia house and and hung out with us and and chatted it up and just Mm -hmm. shared their memories and you know everybody was just pumped about the game looking forward to what the bills could do and and especially beating the dolphins you know dolphins being our rival
2: so well you know what the 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 thing is it feels good because the rival it's, it's actually a rivalry again. Like it's back, you know, yeah. you look forward to the dolphins week and not just, you know, if we're beating them and we are blowing them out every time or not because it's like two teams that aren't really good. You actually got two teams that I feel like I know the dolphins kind of, they just lost a few in a row, but I still think, you know, if we're going to be honest, the dolphins have a pretty good squad to a surprise me. I'm not going to, I've been, I've been watching them all year. I'm going to be yeah. honest. I've been watching them all year, but, um, Against Buffalo in Orchard Park, the weather didn't kick in really until the fourth quarter. But man, he was he was putting the ball where it needed to be. There was a couple of throws there where it's like, okay, is Tua,
3: that him? Yeah, 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 is that him? Yeah, you know, people been talking about uh, Tua as a talented player, and I think for us, like the people that watch him, you know, and not in Miami or or Dolphin followers. We don't see enough of his day-to-day work and we don't see enough of the things that we would, uh, would attribute to him to being a good quarterback. But when we do get to see him up close and personal, he's actually been pretty good. Um, uh, He's a formidable uh, quarterback and I, I think as long as he's going to be at the quarterback for the Dolphins and be healthy, healthy is key, I think he's going to be uh, a, a competitive opponent for us. And we're going to have to you know, build through the draft each year with these guys in mind. We're going to have to build in the draft thinking about uh, what they have over there with Waddle and mm-hmm. and Tyreek Hill and the rest of the all, offense that they have and and we're gonna have to make some organizational moves to basically keep them in their place and keep us ahead of them
2: you know what let me ask you about that because you mentioned Wado and and uh, Tariq Hill they have speed like I feel like um the chiefs bothered us with that speed obviously to Hill was the reason why they did but mm-hmm. now he's in miami you got Jalen waddle with him so you got two very fast quick to me good route runners as well like i think i don't think Tariq Hill was obviously stefan digs with route running, but he does his job mm-hmm. how did you feel about the secondary performance i mean they put up 29 points on us and they um you know like i said there were some plays there that that trey got beat that Literally everybody on our defense got beat. And I feel like when you have that type of speed, you're just going to get beat sometimes. But how did you feel the secondary did against those guys?
3: I think the secondary did an admirable job. I think they they stood up to the test, so to speak. Um, uh, I would say this, just like you alluded to. I mean, these are top-notch guys. I mean, you know, you, you just hope they don't go off. You know, you hope they don't go ridiculous like they you've seen them do in other games. And and overall, I think our defense did a solid job. It's very hard to play DB in the NFL these days. It's a very tough position. I don't envy those guys one bit. They're earning every dime <laughs> that they get for playing DB because it's tough. They you can't you can't touch the receivers. They they and and here's the key. Tyreek Hill and Waddle, they speed guys, and and you can't touch them. That don't slow them down at all. They just come off the line running, and you know, in top gear, and that makes it hard to defend. So, uh, and you know, uh, our de- our defensive DBs move around. There's a lot of people shifting. Some coming, some going. Some slightly injured. Some in, but overall, I think the unit is is strong and solid and is up to the challenge for uh people like Tyreek Hill and Waddle as you see in this game they got some catches but they didn't they weren't the reason why i would say you know I guess they kept them in the game on some plays, but I don't think they were getting a steady dose of either one of those guys. I think each one got a big play in there to be expected, but they didn't have a lot of big plays.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. And that was actually, um, I wanted to ask you about what did you see on the, the dolphin side of things as far as their offensive line play? Cause in the first half, man, it looked like that running game was going to be scary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they had they had some scary moments there where they kind of went off in that first, We shut him down in the second half. He didn't do yeah. that, yeah.
1: but
2: that first half. So, so what did you see from their offensive line play? You know, as an offensive lineman, when you watch, what did you see with Miami?
3: You know, I think they were just taking aggra- uh, advantage of some of the aggressiveness that the defense had, our defense had, and you know, early on it seems as though they were way more committed to you know trying to establish a run game. and and they came out in the second half. I guess they tried to start it, but it just never got going. And plus, you know, the work that our offense was doing, you know, made them have to shift gears. But you could tell that they were committed when they came out. That that was the right thing for them to do. They had to come out and do that uh, because you and I know our Bills defense all year, that's been kind of like – if you're going to get them, you might get them in the run game, you know, because we've been known to give up some big plays in the run game. But but on this particular day, the defense was ma- able to make enough big plays despite whatever they had done early in the run game that, uh, you know, Miami just didn't didn't have enough, you know. They didn't have that. They didn't have the effective runs in the second half that they did in the first half, you know, now you switch that around. It might be a different type. The game might go a different way.
2: Now, no, our side of things, um, Mitch Morse is out with another, I think for his career, this is either five or six concussions for him. Now, yeah. um, man, them concussions ain't nothing to play with. And, and it, the, the offensive line is so much, it, it's so much different when, when Mitch is in, it's a completely different line versus mm-hmm. when he's out. How do yeah. you, um, you know, how do you view the line with Mitch might not, you know, with him being out?
3: It puts a lot of pressure on Josh and actually the other linemen around. Um, you know, I would think, you know, Staffel being the older guy there, you know, they'll probably lean on a lot of information and assistance from him. But when you lose your starting center, the starting center is a big deal. You know, a lot of people might not mean equate the starting center to being an athletic guy and all of these things. That's not true. A center can be very athletic, but the key component is this guy is the uh um, he he does all the translating, <laughs> you know, he mm-hmm. gets communication going. And As the season goes on, that familiar or reliable voice next to you or or that one – the center being there that everyone knows what his mentality is, what he does, what he sees, how he sees it, and and they can play off of that. And you could see that the line, you know, aside from the early exits of some of the injured players – all in all was, has been gelling, and has given, I would say uh, they've overachieved their expectations up to now.
2: Uh, yeah, I do too. And I know the other day you and I were talking about Dion and, you know, the same thing, man, he plays big. He, you know, I, I know he's big, he's athletic, but I mean, like he's just, he, you know, I feel like he's, he's, I agree with you from the other day. He, mm-hmm. He's the key to that line. It's his energy. It's his attitude. And, Look, they're going to go the way he go.
3: Yeah, they are. They definitely. And, you know, they're going to listen to him and his direction and, and then will go for But that center, it is a tough, <laughs> tough one to ch- interchange. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially with one that doesn't have as much experience working amongst the rest of the group. Now, the good thing is all of these guys are very familiar with each other and when you practice with an offensive line you are constantly with all those guys so you get to know them pretty well and if a substitution has to come about you're a lot you know apt to do better in a game with a group of guys you know opposed to you know a patchwork of guys that have just been brought in off the street so they have an advantage there everybody's familiar everyone's in the group but you know, it it's not the same once the ball is actually snapping. It's real, real play out there because you actually start to learn your teammates more. You can go to practice. You can talk about it all you want until you play that game and have live action in front of you. Then you find out who your guy is next to you and how he communicates, how fast he communicates or what he might need help on or what he is, what he's really good at that you see that that's an asset. So there's a little bit of learning that they're going to have to do, but not too much because these guys, like I said, already been practicing and knowing each other. I, I forget who, who did we just bring in from the pup list? Um,
2: we just Ike. brought
3: someone up. One up Ike,
2: other... Ike, Ike Bucker. Um, yeah.
3: but they but they're familiar with him, you know. So we're not like going out on the street and bringing in a lineman and then plugging them in and trying to do what Dallas is doing down there with uh Peters. You know, Peters was at home on the couch and they called him up and and he he would they he'd been on the payroll for about six weeks and ain't even played yet. And I mean, you gotta think about that. You gotta get in, learn the plays, and learn the system and everything like that. So we're not in that situation. And well, we we should come out of it fairly well with the support of the rest of the guys that are, are doing a really good job on the line.
2: All right. Well, let me ask you this and then we can get off the Miami game for a bit and we can kind of talk about some other things. I feel like you got a lot going on that we should be celebrating as a fan base. But, man, Saturday night, this dude right here and I got it. It's a shameless plug to go on buffonweck.com and go ahead and get this design. It, it's it's crazy. But Josh hurt his arm. So we've been calling him the winter soldier. He got uh-huh. the titanium. He got the vibranium uh-huh. arm and he out there. Man, Josh ran all over them boys he he threw all over them boys. And then it was just like whatever he felt like doing, he did it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Talk to me a little bit about Josh and how he was out there just destroying people.
3: You know, he's doing what he should do. Uh, I really, you know, I I don't know. I don't want to make any comparisons, Uh, but this guy, he is a complete quarterback. Uh, He's definitely a weapon at quarterback on the field, not just what's so amazing and what's so cool about Josh is the fact that he can drop it from he can he can throw it from anywhere. The weather can be crappy and he can still gun it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you're thinking, what can't this dude do? Well, he 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 can't be that fast. Oh, yes, he is. He's <laughs> that fast. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's that fast. He's that big and fast. And um, I think what we like most about uh, Josh, what I do, is, when I watch him, is once he can get into the second level, oh, it's a miss, 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 mismatch. <laughs> you know, there's no safety or DB, uh, a, a corner or nickel out there. that want any smoke with that. And very few linebackers, you know, I mean, if, if it ain't a D lineman getting a good angle on him, the rest of it is a wash. They're going to have to gang tackle that dude, or he going to have to trip on the shoelaces for, before they can get him. And, um, you know, it's it's really amazing to see a quarterback today like that being praised for that ability when, you know, I grew up watching a lot of the old quarterbacks. And I remember, you know, Randall Cunningham and a few other guys that ran the ball really well and threw it. And, you know, it was just no... No love for them guys, but when I played the video games, that's who I wanted to play with. I wanted to play with a quarterback that if he get back there and nothing he, he could take off and run with it. And mm-hmm. we all all of us done played Madden. You, you know that's an asset. If you had yeah. that quarterback, that Michael Vick. <laughs> you know, oh, it's over. I mean? <laughs> it's <laughs> over with Vick. How you gonna win? <laughs> you can't, you know. So I like that about him. And the fun thing I think I like about him is he has not not the size or anything, but that Doug Flutie uh, style of saying, mm-hmm. like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scramble over here. I might see something. I might throw a, a option pass to you. I might, you know, jump and pass it to you. I might just tuck it and run you know that's what the fun i had playing with doug flutie with all those different possibilities in play and that's what josh got he's got a lot of different possibilities at the quarterback position
2: and it seems like now it's almost his signature play where he like runs to the sideline like he's about to run out of bounds and then at the last second he throws a touchdown it's just like the dude's incredible man and and it's You mentioned Flutie, and and for me, obviously, I know everybody in Buffalo is gonna yell at me, but like Flutie was my favorite quarterback for the Buffalo Bills franchise prior to Josh. Like, I know we had Kelly, I know he went to the Super Bowl, but it was just something about Flutie that, like, man, he just made me excited to watch the game in a different way. He just had that it, you know, it was just like that it factor that you just, yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but it was just like you knew the Bills was either going to be in the game or they was going to win. The, like he was, he was there. Yeah. And Josh gives me that same energy, but with even more talent and and like the physicality. And you talk about his, his running the speed, dude, that one long run, the yeah. angle, uh, the, the safety had an angle on him yeah. and then he didn't like, you know yeah, what I mean? It was gone, man. So, you know, yeah. I, I, I just enjoy watching Josh play. And it's like, you could tell he's thoroughly having fun too.
3: You know, and that's
2: the part that I like to watch, man. Like these boys out there really enjoying themselves as a team.
3: Yeah, we like to see that. I mean, we're fans. You know, I'm a fan now, and I always have been a fan even prior to playing. So that's what attracts me to the game of football, actually seeing other guys out there enjoying it and really Mm -hmm. going at it and, and, you know, doing that like, yeah, yeah, I would do that too. You know, that feeling. You know, and they give you that feeling because they they out there playing and you can see the smile on their face. You can see them enjoying the competition. So that's what we love about it.
2: So talking about enjoying things, man. Saturday night before the game or really all day, because I, I feel <laughs> like I feel like we got there. It was like one thirty two ish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were setting up for the podcast that we did mm-hmm. there. So me, you, Mookie. Uh, Justice, you had some other people sit down with you throughout the day. Um, mm-hmm. We have fun with that, but then you know you had. Let let us know about some of your friends that you had up there. You you know you had a, a, some alcohol that you was uh, promoting, yeah. promoting and some. Let me know about that.
3: Yeah, so there's a um, one of my friends that's a promoter with the A team uh, said that he wanted to get involved with us and he had some liquor that he wanted to. You know, get out there to the public and show them what he had. We also had um, a, a cannabis uh, company out there. I have a flyer somewhere. That I actually forget everybody's name <laughs> that was on it. But um, we brought some people out there to do a little bit of promotion for them. They're interested in pa- possibly partnering with us. So we decided hey, let's tell Gay this way you guys can get a taste for what we do and what we are and what we're trying to you know present to the public you know we're just trying to give the public information some insight and, and and give them something to go along with their build up to the games you know what i mean that's just my commentary and what i could tell them about the game and stuff like that but these uh this company um the liquor company uh is uh, actually out of Erie PA they a distillery and they're trying to expand up our way. So we gave them an opportunity to present some of this stuff. A lot of, it got a great response.
2: That the apple pie moonshine. I'm going to just yeah. tell you that, yeah. that one, that one did it for me. That That's yeah. the one for me. Yeah.
3: They, they it, it's really good. You know, and um, I think they, they had a few other ones in there, but mm-hmm. um. Uh, We just brought the main one that really what everyone likes. And it it was right. The test went perfect. Everybody liked it. So uh, the company is considering coming back. I got to pull up the names. I don't want to say a name that ain't right because I don't have it right now in front of me.
0: But you can go back and
3: see all that stuff. We got the promos up and everything. So nobody's missing anything by me not saying it the uh, company's name right now um but uh it went well for them they enjoyed it i enjoyed it i i mainly enjoyed it because i'm just out there mingling with the fans and and talking to the fans and um and uh we we started early like you said you you got there around one i had already been there and anthony and the guys from poncho's army had already been out there set up and and going out and feeding people empanadas and, and and stuff and just having a really good time so um uh, these are the, the the company uh that helped us with the promotion they brought out the musical acts and uh we had some musical performers out there that evening that helped us you know entertain the crowd and it was really part of uh Sean's package um Rashawn.
2: Yeah, shout out to Rashawn. Yeah.
3: yeah, shout out to Rashawn and the A-Team. That's what they call mm-hmm. themselves. It's an all one-stop shop. Every Anything to help you put a party together, you just call the A-Team, and they'll have everything from food to vendors to entertainment to, you know, you name it. So, uh,
2: well, so I put the flyer up just so, so we got Supreme uh, Spirits with the, the alcohol, with the liquor, and then Canna House was there for the cannabis treats. Um, uh, It was some, man, listen, if y'all like ribs, if y'all like, yeah, listen, they had it. OK, the Mir- yeah. it mm-hmm. was the, the uh, Miracle's Highly Flavored was out there for catering. Uh The A-Team band was there. My man, mm-hmm. Bizzle was on the drums. They had a good time, yeah. man. Had yeah. a real, real good time. So I just I, I've been telling people since Saturday, I'm like, oh, no, if you're going to party you know, and I, I haven't gotten a chance to party with, like, some of the other guys from the 90s. But right. it's like, if you're going to party, I, I feel like Ruben got that down packed. Like, he, he, he does that.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there was a time when people were teasing me. I don't know if they were teasing me or being serious about it. But uh I was starting to get, you know, negative feedback about me going to the Pro Bowl. And I was getting all upset. People was like, "Oh yeah, you know, Ruben's only being selected to the Pro Bowl because everybody liked the parties he threw." Like what? <laughs> I say, like, "Come on now, I could play some football too." <laughs>
2: no, it was a party though. I mean, obviously, you could play football, which is why uh, right now you are up for the Hall of Fame. And I feel like um, first, I don't, I don't really quite understand. And and we could talk about this next, I guess. But but prior to getting that, before me talking about what I don't understand, I want to celebrate you first. Saturday I came up to you separately and I just let you know how much I appreciate you and why. But but publicly, man, I just want to say, man, you it's refreshing that, you know, even though you weren't one of the 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 four Super Bowl guys, you know, like you weren't on that squad, you still you, you keep it thorough to Buffalo, you around Buffalo, you appreciate Buffalo. And cause there was a time there before. Before this team, you mm-hmm. know, like before Diggs and Josh mm-hmm. and these mm-hmm. boys got here where Buffalo was talked about, like it was like the Siberia of the NFL. Mm-hmm. And so for you to be such a guy that uh, obviously you're about to be in the Hall of Fame. So mm-hmm. for you to be a guy that plays on that level and then you put on for the city that I love so much, man, mm-hmm. we appreciate you for that, man. So so uh, let's talk about the celebration about this Hall of Fame thing. man. How does this feel for you? Like, what is this experience?
3: Uh It's humbling, man. I don't really know. I'm trying to put it into the right place. Um, and when I was younger, I poo-pooed it. I was like, yeah. I, I don't care. I, I ain't think about it. But now I'm older. <laughs> I'm older and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <You> know, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like, thank you for remembering, you know, because I'm older now. I'm, I'm done with my young days when I didn't even care what anybody said. to now, I'm like, I'm appreciative when people do mention my name. And honestly, that's what it is, all is for me. You know, now this year I've been nominated probably. This is probably my third, maybe fourth time nominated. I think I, I've been nominated that t- many times. I haven't made the semifinals yet, but that's no big deal for me. That's no big deal. Um, well, we'll- that's the part.
2: That's the yeah. part. When I was about to say, I don't understand. That's why I said we could talk about that next. So yeah. I, I don't understand how guys like you, Steve Tasker, and, mm-hmm. and not not just Buffalo Bills players. You know, I can I can go with other yeah, players there's a as lot of- well. There's guys who clearly deserve to be in the NFL Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, well, we'll throw your name out there for the first round of things. And then uh, yeah. so that we'll appreciate you. But they don't quite get you there. No. I know you you're saying like you know you just appreciate being mentioned with those guys, but but come on, man, it gotta it gotta a little bit gotta be like, well, damn, man, when am I gonna get in?
3: Well, I would I would be lying if I said, uh, I don't care. You know, that's not true. Because you're talking to a guy like yourself, you and I have something in common with football fans. Right. And and I know even though I played football you like me we started this when we were kids yep. we were little guys and as a little kid i mean anything football if i would have got a football medal i would have been walking around like it's the greatest thing on earth you know so uh now i see myself i i started out as a fan i was fortunate enough to play and now i'm back to being a fan uh I just couldn't be. Uh, I I I'm floored. You know what I mean. Uh, I'm 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 really happy and excited and proud that people mention my name, but you know, by not making the semifinals and stuff like that, you know, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it because I put it to you like this: the the job I did, I wasn't a D tackle, which I wanted to be. I, I would have had some stats. I wanted to be a running back or something like that, I would have had some stats. yeah. You know what I mean? And then we could have really had this conversation. But when it comes to offensive line, it's really word of mouth. Who Who's saying you good? You know what I mean? And, you know, linemen, you got to get a lot of help. The media got to hype you up and a few other people. But more importantly, your opponents, right? And so, with that being said, um, I'm going to forever cherish being nominated. I could be nominated a million times. And on that millionth time, I could be selected to the Hall of Fame. But I'll tell you one thing, that it'll never trump. And nobody on this planet will ever trump it is the fact that I hung out with Cortez Kennedy several times. Y'all know who Cortez Kennedy is. Mm-hmm. And Cortez was like, Brown, you should be in the, Pro- in the Hall of Fame. I don't know what they done thinking about. And I looked at him, I said, yo, me? He's like, of course, what you talking about? Look at all these other guys in here. You're way better than them. And for Cortez Kennedy to say that to me, hey, you put a stamp on my forehead, said good
2: enough.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't care what nobody say. Cortez Kennedy, Hall of Fame, the MVP of the league from D-Line on a losing team, one of the baddest. D. Lyman ever play the game? It was like, yo, you you better than all of them. I'm like, yo, <laughs> I, I, I'm in the Hall of Fame. Thank you. I, the, the Hall of Famer told me yeah. that. You know, and and I feel like if you want to have an argument, go argue with Cortez and see what could you won't go argue with Cortez you couldn't
2: you no. couldn't and so for those listening by podcast or even those watching if you don't know please go google Cortez yeah. kennedy he's one of the just one of the greatest most dominant defensive tackles mm-hmm. uh he went to university of miami he he played with the seahawks the dude was like second to none um the, obviously you have certain conversations about who the greatest defensive lineman of all time is i just feel like you know you, you can tell football fans like people really know their knowledge when they throw his name in there you don't throw it in there there's a lot of times i don't even respect the conversation there you go dude right there man he 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 was he was like that so i can understand the sentiment where you say like when he said that it was like okay I'm
3: i'm good so the rest of this is just window dressing i'll go along for the show You can call my name each year and I'm going to be happy. I'm going to wave like the parade girl. But (laughs) other other than that, in my back of my mind, Cortez Kennedy already told me all I need to hear. So I'm I'm
2: good. You said we validated. We good
3: already. I'm good good (laughs) in the hood. Let's go in the barbershop and let's talk about
2: it. (laughs) All right, well, Bills Mafia, let's do what we do though. Let's make some noise for him. Let's um, you know, hype his name on the socials like we do. You know how the NFLB, uh, they they want to hear from the fans about these things. Let's make sure we put him his name in constant rotation when these conversations are up, so that way they know that they need to be talking about our man Ruben Brown. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's let's uh, get a little bit into the. I, I told you before the show, yeah. I, I partied up, man. Y'all got me tired, so I'm still kind of <laughs> tired. So I don't know if we're gonna do the full hour. But uh, but let's get a little bit into this this Bears game. I think the Bears game um, mm-hmm. is, is, is winnable, obviously. You know, if you just take a step back and you look at the record as winnable, you look mm-hmm. at the roster as winnable. But what I've learned is these are the games that, like, you can't go into those games thinking that mm-hmm. these games are winnable. You have to go in there on some, like, all right, we got to dominate. You know, we got to win this game. What is – so – Bills first, you know, because obviously the weather is also supposed to be another. I don't know. what It's just it's following the Bills and it's following them everywhere. Blizzard conditions, they said it's supposed to be like negative. I think I saw negative 11 or negative nine.
3: Yeah. And then different type of code
2: out there. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want no parts. You won't see me in (laughs) Chicago. (laughs) You won't see me there. But Bills. So Bills offense and then Bills defense. What do you think they have to do to, to pull this one out and to keep that win streak going?
3: Look, you know, um, we talked about this, um, about the last game. And it's that time of year, uh, speaking of the cold and the weather and everything, it's that time of year to get aggressive with your run game, hands down. Uh, and, And as we said before, not aggressive with Josh running the ball, just run plays, plays that you can check into, where you can hand off to your running backs. We got capable running backs. They can do it. Mm -hmm. We see it. It's just we have to be committed to it. And this is one thing I worry about us. Have we ever been in a game where we're committed to the run and we didn't get scared and and mess up because of that? You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. sometimes people could come out with a game. The reason why early in the season – our Buffalo Bills were able to march down the field uh, and score so easily and everything. They had a great first 15 uh, play script that they came out of the tunnel with. And also whenever they came back second half. But they were kind of like just using like, all right, these are the plays we know based on this defense that we're going to try to hit these pockets, hit these, that pocket here and there. But I don't, I never saw in that first 15 of those drives, it never looked like they were out there to try and run. They looked like they were just out there to try to get to the end zone as fast as they can, and which they did. Where this part of the year, injuries, people wearing down, football is all about that grind. And you got to come out and put that grind on from the first quarter to the last quarter. And how effective can the Buffalo Bills be with a heavy dose of run? Are they built for that? Well, no, 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 let me say that. They are built for it, but are the coaches, is the coaching staff in the box a little squeamish or get a little nervous if the game get tight and be like, Oh uh, Well, let's hurry up and pass it to dig so we can uh-huh. get it instead of saying, hold on, hold on, 60 minute game, hand the ball off, wear these jokers down, it's cold, they ain't going to want to stick they on. Listen, I played in Chicago, I know. It don't matter. Come fourth quarter, and you guys, got... why you think Walter Payton was so good? He, you stick your arm out on Walter Payton in that cold weather, he gonna run right through it, rip your shoulder, your pec and everything. You're gonna die right there on the field because it's so cold. I'm telling you. So just just run the ball, establish our running game, man. Now, right now, so we could carry it all the way into the playoffs. That's first.
2: Right. And I, I, I'm with you, I'm it, and, but, but you know, I've been the one saying I don't want to run, Josh. This is the one yeah. game that I feel like. Exactly what you're saying. Like you talking yeah. about why uh, anybody who was a great running back, because they've had a few of them in Chicago. Oh yeah, yeah. Me, but and that's me why and
3: Thomas you... Jones. We did it to people. I mean, it mm-hmm. was literally we were beating people up because it was too cold. They didn't, they didn't want to stick their arms or anything out. They tried to run up and butt you, and we like, ah, thank you, because we we used to. it. We're gonna mow you down. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So. So use that cold weather, that uninclemented weather, and it's grass field too. It's a grass field, so yeah. you know you, you get a little bit more old school feel on that grass, and, and you not you need to grind it out. You can't just go out there and chunk it and pass and hit this that and another. I'm telling you, receiver's hands gonna get cold out there. I'm telling you, it's a reason why Green Bay is be having the <laughs> advantage. I'm telling you, it's that, that cold boy. Woo-hoo.
2: See, but that's the, that's the reason why I want Josh. That like normally I, I'm the one saying like I don't want to run him. I don't want him to be the leading rusher on the team. Right, right. This week I want him to make them suffer. Like you know you got a six. Oh yeah,
3: man, put the pressure. You know what
2: up. I mean. Hurt him, run hurt
3: with him. him when you can hurt him yeah. and get back there. Don't waste no time trying to get down to your third receiver. Take off. You yep. know what I mean? That's the that's the type of run I want to see from Josh. But I do want them to dial up run plays. And I'm, yeah. I'm tired of the NFL. Does the NFL look like every <laughs> run play there's somebody in the backfield and stopping them? Does any running back ever get a run straight up to the line and be able to cut at the line? It seems like running backs are being the, uh, tackled in the back, backfield all the time, don't it? He's I mean, like a lot of that for some reason.
2: And so, you know, so I don't know if that's because of, because, um, you know, over the years, obviously, I feel like every year guys coming into the league are better than they were, yeah. you know, and then they're faster, they're more athletic, they're stronger. And, you know, so it's just things that now when you compare them to years past, you would be like, well, you know what? It's just different. They coming up doing stuff in college that we were doing after we was in the league for mm-hmm. however many yeah, years yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like, Dude, y'all not blocking. <laughs> you no, know what exactly. I mean? Like, I just see team after team after team mm-hmm. where it's like when they call a run play, the same effort just isn't there when, no, you, when you consider a passing play. And I just, I don't get. So I agree with you, man. I, I, mm-hmm. there, you have a couple teams that are dominant, but those dudes that are dominant with it, they just they run like that. Like Derrick Henry, he gonna yeah. run like that whether you block or not. And no, nobody want to tackle Derrick Henry.
3: Thank you. Thank you. And that's really the get that's an aspect of a football team. If they got you in trouble, man, Mm -hmm. because that's a bruising (laughs) group and they you're going to leave lumped up. Um, So, I mean, offensively, that's what I want to see. Now, defense, our defense, I think it's a perfect game. Take turnovers. Turn over, turn over, turn over. Take that ball, take it to the house. I, I, I hope they have at least one touchdown off a turnover somehow. I want them to knock that ball out. I think they got, they can do it. And here's the thing, defensively, I know we lost Vaughn, and a lot of times when you lose a player like that, you think. All right, we got to compensate more. So now we're going to blitz more. Now we're going to dog more and things like that. I don't think so. that's necessarily the case with this defensive line front that we have. I think our scheme of bend, don't break, and try to get pressure with the four up front is an adequate enough uh, attack to go in against the, the Bears, you know, I don't think we have to sell the house to go get the Bears and because Fields is dangerous. I mean, mm-hmm. you you overblitz him and miss him, he's gone. I mean, l- literally gone. I mean, it ain't no, no. joking about it. He's gone. Yeah. So, I mean, even though he's young and still growing and, and things, that's a chance you don't need to take when – I think our front for I, I forget who's up on the bill, but I know Russo's health healthy and Russo is coming on strong at the right time. At the right time, he's coming on strong when we need him. And um I forget who's out, Phillips or
2: Phillips was <coughs> the shoulder. Yep.
3: Yeah, and Phillips is out. But Oliver's giving us enough, and we, we got enough of a rotation that we don't have to make a steady diet of dogging and blitzing, sending linebackers in the in, um, DBs. So um, because I think if we got – our our coverage team is superior than what they have at receiving anyway. So if we stay in some decent base coverage, I think that will give our D-line enough time to put the pressure on them. So we don't have to allot too many people, and we want people back against fields. I'm gonna tell you that right now. If you, if you ain't seen the film on him, oh, well, he, <laughs> he you want, he like that? You, yeah, you want to keep a high safety or somebody, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Even though he can't pass, he, he could throw some passes, but he ain't no Josh Allen throwing the rock, he ain't no Patrick Mahomes. But uh, hey. If he decided to pull it down and run, you might be looking at six.
2: And he's that kind of guy, you know, kind of like Daryl uh, in the comments said, uh, Justin Fields is diet Lamar. You can't take this squad lightly. But yeah. you know what? That's the thing, because he, he has that big playability where once man. he decides to take off, man, he can zigzag through your entire defense and score a touchdown. And like nobody would touch him. Man. Nobody would touch him. So he's and- incredible, man.
3: He does it effortlessly. I just like he you know how like Michael Vick used to throw that ball and it just like fall fly out his hand. Like, what? How did he do that? He didn't even use any muscle effort Mm -hmm. and it's gone. And it seems the same thing. I'm like watching fields and I'm like, man, he's scooting down the field and it don't even look like he's trying to move fast and he moving fast.
2: It looked like he's jogging while everybody else is sprinting. It really does, and this is just—it's incredible. Like, and I know we just gave Josh his props as far as his speed and running ability, but Josh runs differently. Like Josh, oh yeah, he a truck. Yeah, yeah, Josh is a Mack truck, whereas this dude, Justin Fields, is a Lamborghini. And he's—I mean—he out here. He got—he got all the control he (laughs) needs, and he gonna get there. He and, can
3: stop uh, and, and spin and go, and he got it. He got
2: it. And I'll tell you what, if you pay attention to um, – there's a couple games, obviously, where they get blown out. Mm. I know the record isn't good. They're 3-10. and 10, But if you look, man, he keeps them in games, like, against good teams.
3: Yes, that's the word out in Chicago. You know, um, everyone's upset with the organization because they feel like that the organization hasn't done uh, for Fields – what the Buffalo Bills have done for Josh. You know, if you look at Fields' uh, surroundings, I mean, the general manager's been changed over. I gather he's new first or second year or so. Coaching staff's been switched over on him. These ain't the people that drafted him. And they teaching him a different offense than what he known before. You got to commend him for, you know, not losing it. I mean being like I mean cuz I'd be slamming my helmet on them guys out yeah, there yeah. cuz they really from top to bottom they haven't helped him. Yeah. You know what I mean? You draft the guy first top pick like that. You you supposed to go and say I give you an example. I told you a story about Ralph Wilson the nickname Mm -hmm. that he had for me but the one thing that i loved about ralph wilson was he would come and sit down to the veteran players on the team and talk to them about so guys uh what do you need you know like what 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 will make you win some more games and i'll never forget the year i was a rookie and jim kelly we were sitting on the bench and Jim Kelly was like you know what Ralph you got enough you need to build something as big as an airplane hangar over there so we don't have to go in this little blow up bubble anymore next year Ralph Wilson built this what is the facilities that the Buffalo Bills are in today he did that within one year after talking to his player on the sideline you tell me a guy that was committed. that's somebody committed to man. I, I'm gonna get what it get what we need for our guys. And Chicago's not doing that for fields as of as of right now.
2: That Ralph story is interesting to me because, and I know obviously after Jim and after a lot of the guys left, the, yeah. the narrative changed. But for a while there, people were saying that Ralph was cheap and that he wasn't going to spend. <laughs> but like when you hear stuff like this, it's like, no, nah, man, these dudes yeah. not only were drafted, but you you had relationship. He treated y'all like, like sons yeah. or nephews or whatever. And, that, you know, so yeah. I love hearing that. But but back to your point about Justin Fields, man, this year they, they traded away Allen Robinson. You know, they, they sent him out to L.A. They, you know, yeah, I like Mooney. Uh, he's injured, I believe. I think he's on yeah, injured reserve yeah. right now. Uh, they got a couple good running backs. Khalil Herbert is really good. Montgomery yeah. is really good. But they don't run them right. The offensive line isn't. We just talked about how they can't even get out the backfield That's before right. they got two guys hitting on them. And then, mm-hmm. you know, so it really does feel like they're only they – ha- he has a great tight end. Mm-hmm. um well, Great maybe – is a very I'm, good I'm reaching. Yeah, he's very really good. I think he can be great if they yeah. develop the rest of the team around him and give her um mm-hmm. it give Phils the opportunity to really develop into a good passenger as well. But but no he's dangerous man I, I I'm not nervous w- where it's like we're gonna lose the game but it's like mm-hmm. yo y'all better <laughs> y'all better yeah. watch this he can have three rushing touchdowns by halftime yeah. if y'all don't pay attention. See honestly if the Bills
3: are smart coaching staff is smart this is a great game for them to be like let's get started tuned up for the playoffs. This -hmm. is the type of team that you could practice like playoff type scenario with, because, you know, you got an explosive uh, running uh, quarterback over there. that could sneak away from you and accidentally score two touchdowns and you didn't expect it. And now here you're in a tight game, you know what I mean? And you got to dig yourself out of it. We need this joker. Now, and this, be, this is the perfect team to do a practice run on. A team that's got uh, enough fight in them, you know what I mean? It's, it's like that boxing match you tune up before the heavyweight fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, if, you, if you go in there slipping, the guy might knock you out. But if you go in there and do what you're supposed to do, you should knock him out in the in the third, fourth round or something like that. You, he shouldn't be hanging around in the fourth. He should be done. You know what I'm saying?
2: I'm with you. I'm wishing, you. And um, with them being an the NFC team, I, I enjoy watching them and I enjoy, um, you know, rooting for Fields. I'm not going to root for him this weekend, but, um, yeah. man, it's – it's going to be a cold one. Now, we talked Saturday, and then, then we can get on out of here. Uh, mm-hmm. But Saturday on, on your show, we talked a little bit about like playing in the weather. And you actually enjoyed playing in the snow weather like that. Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy playing in this type, like the negative 9, negative 10 degree weather?
3: Oh, negative is is the worst. And no, I don't like it. Um, I I When I was younger, I could handle it a lot better. The older I got, the worse I could not handle it. I mean, if someone scratches you on your skin, like I was the lineman that I didn't wear sleeves, mm-hmm. so I'm it's talking. If someone just gently scratches your arm; it feels like someone just sliced you open with a blade. I'm telling you, like a scratch, you you would have to look at your arm to see if you're bleeding because that's how bad, like a scratch across your skin feels in that type of cold weather people don't understand that like i i if you want to know that what it feels like go get a knife and cut yourself <laughs> and Man, you'll know what it feels like to play in that type of weather
2: See I, see, I just, everything about that, the way you just said it, I, I don't want no parts of it. I, I don't want to, like, that's just, and that's why I said, like, yeah, I I, yeah. I made the sacrifice and made the trip this past weekend. Yeah. Don't, do a different. don't do it. Listen, yeah. I went, I did it because I love the,
3: the competitive. I'm a football player. I go out there and anything and do it, but I live, and came away from the experience, and I can tell you, unless you're getting paid to go, <laughs> <laughs> stay your ass at home watching on TV.
2: Because
3: <laughs> look, I'm watching them on TV, and I'm going, woo, woo.
2: And I tell you what, even if you're getting de- if you're getting paid, it depends on that check. Because is some- yeah, Cause, yeah n- not all checks are created equal, man. <laughs> may not,
3: may not boy. boy. But I appreciate it, Jay. You the man.
2: Yeah, man. I always appreciate you. So we're going to get on out of here. Why don't you let every, you got anything coming up that you want to uh plug real quick? Or
3: No, no. I'm actually going to be going to Chicago for the game. I'm taking my Ooh. son out there. He's a, my son's a Bears fan. My oldest is a Bears fan. My, my daughter and my middle son, they're Bills fans. So. Okay. I mean, I, he got a
2: fair though. He got a fair yeah, to play. Yeah. yeah I, I can't,
3: can't be mad. People, yeah. I said, I tell people you can't get mad, man. You know what I mean? It's what it is. Um, they show me love. I'm going out there to check the game out. And, um, you know, I, we just rooting for the Bills, man. We're looking for them to pull this win off and, and keep it
2: going. Now, the, now the Bills, do they – I mean, you ain't got to – but, I mean, they're going to keep you warm at least, all right? The Bills going to push you somewhere or are you going to be in the stands with people?
3: Actually, the Bears going to keep me
2: warm. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, good. Okay. yeah, yeah Stay warm, keep, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, all right, I'm going to get on out of here too, man. You already know how much I told you I appreciate my man, Rube. And I do need you to know that the Code of Conduct is brought to you by my man, Buffalo Freddy at 7164-Freddy. That's 716-437-3339. I know I just told you all how the A-team and them boys had some good barbecue, but I'm going to tell you what, Dan has better barbecue and better brisket. Got some of the best brisket in Western New York. If you don't believe me, Hit my man Dan Freddie up. He going to do that thing for you. If you don't like it, I'll zale you back your refund. And yeah. then on top of that, if y'all need to party, he got tents. He got chairs and tables and all this stuff. He got the bounce house. It's cold right now, but he got the bounce houses and he got all he got he got a shirt gun. So if you want to be in yeah, the back yeah. like you at the game and be popping on, we did it at the at the mafia house Saturday. Yeah. He got all of that stuff that you need. Hit my man Buffalo Freddy up. That's 716-4Freddy. Again, 716 437 Hey, and y'all know how I do it over here with the code of conduct. Y'all love each other, take care of each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative, go bills. Code of Conduct.